God bless you this morning. You may be seated. We'll let our classes go back. What a beautiful setting. Man, a presence of the Lord that we feel here this morning. Again, we appreciate our singers, our instrument players, and their willingness to help us out, to help set a stage and the platform. Amen. For the hand of God and for the voice of God to the presence of the Lord to move in among us. Also, thank you, good saints of God, for coming up and joining with us. I was says we're two or three agree on earth. Amen. Touching anything. So we're just thankful that you come and help us and join with us. And Man, you know, it doesn't matter how, how big the load is. Sometimes you get enough folks and get under it. Hallelujah. You can move a whole lot. You just got to get some willing folks and getting their minds made up and saying, you know what, we're going to accomplish this. This is what the four, so they buried their good friend. We don't know if he was a friend or neighbor. Bible don't go into details. And, you know, I'm sure God done that for a reason. Amen. We don't know if there was any kin in a relation. And, and possibly there was four different connections on all four corners that help a man to bring that man into the presence of Jesus. And how true that is today as you and I join together. Sometimes maybe it's through a relationship, through blood relationship, marriage relationship, friendship, co-worker, or maybe a total stranger. But because you was led by the Spirit, you saw, you saw the need. And you was quickened by the Spirit and saw the opportunity for something miraculous for the kingdom to happen for it to transpire. I'm glad to be a part of a church like that this morning. I'm glad to be a part of a kingdom like that today. Paul went as far as talking about bearing one another's burdens and times you have to bear your own and for your man to accomplish things, but yet having a brother and sister and for the strong to come to those at their weak times and when they maybe have been lured or caught into a situation, but yet through your kindness and gentleness and mercy, you help bring them back to the household of safety. Man, that's, that's being used of God. That's being used of the Holy Ghost. That's, that's what this is all about. It's impossible to be used of God without the Holy Ghost in the realm and the place that he wants to use us. Man, we learned that last week, didn't we? About the, the importance of the Holy Ghost. And, and without his spirit that we're none of his. And, but I, I want his spirit not only to abode and abide in me. I want to be able to hear the voice of it. The instructions of it. I want to gladly be a part of it. I want to count it an honor. I want this to be the highlight of my life. I want this to be the, the, the most joyful thing that I do is what I do for the Lord and obeying Him. It doesn't matter to me if it's behind a counter at the hardware store, behind this pulpit, or in a classroom teaching a family a Bible study. It's all the same to me. One don't, man, one's not more important than the other to me. It don't make any difference. I get just excited, amen, of teaching a home Bible study as I do preaching this word. Understanding God, people's souls are set before us as wanting to hear the word of God and wanting to experience the power of that word. To know him, to have that kind of passion and that kind of desire. This church was started, amen, amen, whenever they run them out of the synagogues and the places that the Jewish people would join together, they would go and individuals would allow their own homes become a place and they would call it the house of God because we're two or three gathered. He promised, he said, I'll be there. 
Amen. The, the buildings, I don't have to have the buildings. I could do it out in the marketplace. I could do it out on the street corners. Amen. I'm telling you this, God, hospital rooms don't bother him. Jail houses, they try to throw them in dungeons, but it didn't stop this God. Amen. When two began to sing and worship and magnify and call on him and under the umps of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, doors begin to open and hadn't been open and all at once, too. Amen. I don't know if they had a different key for each door. Amen. But you know what? God had the key to open all of them. And he opened all of them at once. But nobody was interested in living, leaving, living, interested in leaving. Amen. Because they was in a presence and a power. Even the old drunk was thinking, man, this is what I've been looking for in the wrong, wrong place. Amen. This is a joy and a presence. And so that's how all this works together. Led by, let me know your lesson. Led by the, I changed the title. Y'all know me, I'm a, I'm a stick in the mud about this one now. Amen. Everybody's led by spirit. Everybody I'm speaking to, with or without the Holy Ghost, you're led by spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I know that's, I know it, and, and the bishop may even get on to me if he was here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then again, he might say, that's right. <laughs> we still believe in the Holy Ghost. We, we, we live in a generation really hesitant about using the term Holy Ghost and all their writings. Man, I tell you what, I'd use the Holy Ghost more often than I'd use Holy Spirit. Now, you can say what you want to about that. There's only one Holy Spirit, and I understand that. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of spirits out there, and there's a lot of voices out there, and a lot of people, you know, harbor a lot of spirits. But there's only one Holy Ghost. You don't care, you don't not one single of them other voices came in the Holy Ghost. You don't, hear, you don't read about and you don't see anything else written about the, anybody else trying to claim the Holy Ghost. Because when you really start claiming the Holy Ghost, it's dangerous grounds anyway. Because when you start claiming the Holy Ghost and living contrary to the Word, you blaspheme the Holy Ghost and you just cross the line that you'll never find no forgiveness. You can't play with the Holy Ghost. You mess and gum around with spirits, but you can't, you can't, you can't do the Holy Ghost just any old way. You can't handle it just... And the Holy Ghost, you have to remember now. And I know I've, I've been on this here lately probably a pretty good bit, but uh, it's the spirit, the spirit of the departed one. It's also the spirit of the one that said, cheer up, I've overcome the world. He's the one that conquered death. He's the one that conquered Lucifer and all of his imps. He's the one that overcome every temptation. Huh. I couldn't think of no other I want to be led by that's so successful. Man, God's been good to us, hasn't he? You're thankful this morning for his goodness. The greatest goodness is the revelation of this gospel. The revelation of the Jesus name baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Pentecost experience. There's nothing that trumps it. That world don't have anything out there that can fill us with a greater joy and a greater peace and a greater love. Amen. I'm glad the Holy Ghost can guide us today. Amen. I think some of y'all been too busy this weekend. You look awful tired today. God bless you. Love you. You didn't drink your Folgers. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just picking on trying to get you, get you going here a little. I know we're in a busy time, busy world, a lot of activities. And I'm going to throw something out there. I had kind of made the decision not to have church on Christmas Day. 
Uh, but if enough of you are interested and want to, if you let me know, we'll do it. But I want you to show up, and I want you to show up to have church. Well, that didn't go over too good. Maybe I should have left that part out. So stretched, so whatever. Now, some of us is not near as stretched. We don't have near the places to go that some of you got to go. Especially out of some homes. And I ain't saying that to be ugly. I'm just telling you that's the way it is. That's just life. And, uh, but anyway, if you'll let me know, we'll be glad to have a 10 o'clock service. Well, none of you is jumping up and shouting hallelujah, so. <laughs> okay. Too early in the morning for all this. Led by the Holy Ghost, or as our lesson has it, led by the Spirit, it is capitalized. And no doubt that's the way it needs to be done. So our focus first is found this morning in Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. For this is the only way that the sons of God can be led by the, or become the sons of God, is to be led by the Spirit of God. And if we're not led by the Spirit of God, then we're not the sons of God. And we're not fulfilling the desires and the passions and the election and calling and choosings of the Father. We're going to talk about some of this to a certain degree. Amen. Uh, because God will help us. As Brother Ford done mentioned, you know, we're not exempt. We're not exempt from the heartaches and disappointments of lives. We can't control, you know, everything external and everybody external. The greatest control we got is ourselves, our own decisions, our own response, and how we're going to handle things and how we're going to handle life. But God is not going to exempt or set the church aside in certain areas. There's things that you and I have got to walk through and got to experience and be that example. I firmly believe this. To be a light and a salt to the earth, we got to walk down some of the pathways they want. I'm not talking about sin now. I'm not talking about unbelief. I'm not talking about a man dressing like the world, going places of the world, trying to win the world. What I'm talking about is dressing right, talking right, living right, and walking the same paths they walk, facing the same heartaches and disappointments and struggles, but yet because we got one leading us that said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, we had a source and energy and a help with us, a man that the doctors want to give us, that they want to help us with, and please don't take that as a wrong. I'm just telling you, and people look for other resources and means and ways to cope and deal with their crises and their, their situations, but God gave us the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, and that would just to comfort us and lift us up when we're on top of the mountains. That comfort does not forsake us. He's not a hireling. When difficult and trying times come and the enemy rise up against us, that's when God manifests his, amen, his, his best sometimes. Because the Bible said he's a very present help in the time of what? In the time of trouble. Oh, we all love to live, you know, in cloud nine, as I think Brother Ford mentioned the other night. We'd all love to live there. We'd all love to live with no burdens. We'd all love to live with no heartaches and disappointment. I mean, we got, you know, we got kids that make straight eight pluses. They never, they never miss a day. They never get sick. They never have a sniffle. They go to bed at eight. They get up at six. Hey, Amen. They take out the garbage for you. Ask them, man. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, we're living in a dream. We're living in heaven, you know. That's probably the reason there don't be no, no, no grandchildren in heaven. <laughs> I'm just kidding there. You know there's not going to be because everybody's got to be born again. Everybody's got to be born. It's a way of getting around that. We learned that last week. And so it's very important to be led by the Spirit of God. Truth about God, God wants to lead, kiss people. I promise you, God wants to lead us as much as we want him to lead us. Probably more so. More so, because he was willing to pay the price. He's, he's willing to put that heavenly treasure in earthen vessels. 
right, watch this. How many of you know that preachers, how many of you know some preachers that failed? Don't be hesitant here. Just come on. I'm going to use preachers because that's a safe thing to do. I could have used saints. <laughs> okay? I'm going to use preachers. Sure, we've all, we've all, and we don't rejoice over not one single one of them. In fact, we're praying for them. I'm still praying for some. God help them. God to realize. And you know why? Because I can be where they're at. And if I can help get them back, you know what? I may wind up where they're at and they can help me get me back. <laughs> you know, that's how that kind of works. But you know what? God didn't quit calling men or a five-fold ministry just because some messed up. Same way with churches. God still ain't in the, he close the business, amen, of raising up churches. And there's some churches that's wavered, amen, and off the mark and off the, the straight and narrow. But God hadn't changed his mind about the, the method and the operation because it'll work. Even though it's through earthen vessels. Earthen vessels can fail us. We can allow things, words, pitfalls, things of life, man, to get us, get us, Get us messed up. Get us. Uh, folks, we're just beginning to see some results. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm subject to live long enough to see some of the real results. of The effects of what drugs is going to do to this country. Those drugs is introducing them. And then you've got to get into scriptures and it starts going down to the third and fourth generations. And as they already a customer been introduced to demonical forces and powers and raised in homes like that, that their hearts and conscience become so calloused that they don't even believe in a God. They don't believe in judgment. A lot of people want they, a lot of people wants a God, but they won't even, you know, at their convenience. Justifying, O King, all of our actions, our feelings. You know, God judges actions. It's, it's in the Word. But, but I'm, I'm trying to, but, but that's what, that's the reason God wants to lead us. Our, our focus first. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Anyway. So, we know that God wants to lead us. Let's look at uh, the very beginning of the lesson itself. And uh, uh, the lesson connection. How many of you, how many has been in that situation before? Especially before the GPS and uh, Amen. And so you're trying to find out where to go. And, uh, you know, you're, you're supposed to got directions. And you're supposed to, and you sure don't want to stop and ask nobody. You know how that is. You just don't want to do that. You know, you ought to and you should. And I can't tell you the times, amen, me and my wife would be going somewhere. And she said, why don't you just don't ask? I said, no, we're going to figure it out. We're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to, you know. And after a while, you know, finally, well, I guess we'll. You know, we're running out of time. They're going to be closed if we don't already find them. But anyway, we, we know all about that, don't we? We know how the tension would get. And let's take a left here, take a right there. And, you know, sometimes you may have drove by it three times and didn't see it because you're looking for everything else. Amen. But finally you stopped and somebody helped you out. And uh, especially when they, you know, I, I really, you know, I really don't like it whenever somebody, you know, they give you about 100 landmarks. Give me about two or three landmarks, and then if I need to, I'll stop again. <laughs> At least I can start getting in the ball field. But anyway, God, God, amen. He talked about this particular setting where the, where the guy says, hey, I'm going right by there. I'm, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to lead you. You just follow me. And then, you know, and I know, you know, tents down a little bit and all that unless you're in the big city. Because then you got to watch the red light to make sure that he don't just get by and you get the yellow and the red and you got to stop. Oh, no, look. 
How many of you like, I used to, and I won't never forget time, we went to Aunt Sybil's. I won't never forget that. Mm. I don't even think I'd gotten married yet. It's back, that's how long ago it's been. Huh. We got lost and we blundered around, blundered around. Finally, Uncle Freddie come and got some of us. I wasn't of the us. <laughs> I was part of that group. Eight man was still sitting at the station an hour later. They forgot about us. Hey, it's a good thing everybody in that truck didn't know how to get back home. Because <laughs> we'd, we'd have picked that truck back and get, get back to Mississippi. But anyway, finally they thought about us and come and got us. <laughs> Woo! From then on, I hate when we had to go. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank God for GPA. Hey, today, if I got four or five vehicles going to a place, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to give everybody in them automobiles an address. I don't want you to have to depend on, especially if I'm doing the leading, I don't want you to have to depend on me. <laughs> I want, if everybody's got the address, you put it in. That way, if you get off, <laughs> you got something in there to help you out. And so that's what this is all about because we got to have the voice of God. Now God has written it down and his voice will never be contrary to what's written in the book. And this is the best way. This is the best way. To really know the voice of God and recognize the voice of God, you got to know this. You know why there's so many people that listens to voices and try to say it's of God, but it's not? It's because they don't know what's written in this book. And it hadn't been written on the tables of their hearts and their minds and their spirit. And they let their own emotions and their own ideas and their own opinions and their own conscience try to do the guiding. And it's absolutely impossible. I don't care how educated they are. I don't care how rich they are. I don't care where they come from and how many daddies they hold great positions. I'm telling you, nobody has the power within themselves to save themselves. We've got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and it's got to lead and guide us in our generation and day of time that we're living this morning as the apostles had to have it, amen, when they didn't even have a New Testament. There's a Holy Ghost that led and guide them, amen, to write it down. And it didn't just move on any man, it was holy men of God that was inspired and breathed, amen, to write it down. God just didn't let anybody, Tom and Jerry and Bill, amen, write it. They had to meet a requirement and you know what? That's the same way it needs to be today. Spiritual leaders need to meet a requirement. And if they don't, we need to mark them off. That's, that's been, not, now you see why I use preachers. You know why? Because it's a five-fold ministry. Spiritual leaders. Spiritual leaders. And how can they lead without the Holy Ghost? How can they give the true interpretations and direction? You know, the writer goes on, he talks about that. That there would be a time come in the New Testament with the baptism of the Holy Ghost... That you won't have need of someone to, to, to let you know that it's of the Lord. Now that doesn't mean you don't need a five-fold minister. Here's how that works. The Holy Ghost in you is going to agree with what's being preached and taught across this pulpit. And that's where the anointing flows. That's how it all works hand in hand with this. But if it's absent up here, it's going to be absent out there. 
And when it's absent in both places, the best we can do is just pat one another on the back and saying, oh, it's going to be all right. It really don't matter. I mean, you know, our ladies can do what they want to. Men can go and do what they want to. That's not really. You know, we've got these non-denominal, amen, churches now. That means basically no doctrines. Just come as you are, stay as you are. Well, if I'm going to stay as I came, amen, lost and undone, then that's how I'm going to, if I'm going to stay as I am, I'm going to be lost and undone. That's the reason so many people lost and undone because of the absence, amen, of the only voice that can save us. There's only one voice, there's only one God, there's only one Savior, there's only one church, there's only one body, there's only one tabernacle, there's going to be only one heaven. Hallelujah, there's only one hell. Come on, folks. Hallelujah, there ain't multiple ways. Hallelujah, God didn't build, amen, God didn't have to build a four lane. It's a one way deal. If it's a one-way deal, it'll have to be a four-lane. Hallelujah, because God ain't interested in you going back. Amen. God didn't build a four-lane out of Egypt, honey. In fact, he arranged it where they couldn't win every war tiger. They couldn't turn back. How blessed we'd be sometimes. And you know what? That is the hand of God sometimes. In our own lives, God positions things so it won't make it so easy for us to backslide. But we can make our minds up to climb the mountains, go through the rough places. When we get determined enough, turn around, run over whoever, including God and his word, we can get to a place that we become so calloused, untouchable, unchangeable. <laughs> I'm glad he's still working on me. How about you? Amen. I'm glad he's still working on me. God, help me keep my conscience right before God and man. Help me keep it where sensitive, sensitive unto God, sensitive unto his touch. We don't want to miss his visitation. We don't miss his voice, not, not just in the house of God, but every day, every day. And the small things, you know, to hear that. Man, and not only just hear it, but to have an understanding. So anyway, we've we got a lot to try to cover here. We're going to do our best. And uh, so it goes into, and he starts out, God has always desired to lead his people. He pulls a verse out of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. I want to back up just a little bit. Let's, let's lay a little of that down. But before we just go into that focus verse, let's look at some things, amen, from this particular uh, time in Jeremiah's life. And what he's addressing and talking about when you go to the beginning of that particular chapter, the 10th chapter. Amen. He's talking about God's people and he's talking about them not to follow the way of the heathens and to, to follow and worshiping their gods and what they have called as gods and what they set up as gods. He goes as far, amen, when he's talking to the house of Israel. He said, learn not the ways of the heathen. Be not dismayed at the signs of the heavens for the heavens are dismayed at them. They, they were astounded and wondered at the heavens and how they would work and the sun, the moon, the stars. And they would create them. They would paint them up and very indeed detail, amen, on how they would bow down and call on them and worship them, you know, and, and, but, but, uh, but he encouraged his people not to follow this pattern. They went as far, amen, he said, the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest and, and the works of the hands of a workman with the, with the axe, and they would deck it with silver and gold, and they would fashion it with nails, with hammers, and, and that it would not move, <laughs> 
Amen. So they would nail it up and fix it, you know, where it'd be after they had decked it out and fixed it and all this other. In fact, that's where some use this scripture, amen, against Christmas trees, in case you want to know. Okay. Well, that didn't go over, but anyway, hallelujah. But uh, uh, we're not going to bow down to Christian trees. We don't do it. But, but they've done this, and watch this now. They've done it, man. I mean, they bow down. They worship. They depended on this as they fashioned and formed them, and they would move it. And it was an everyday deal. It wasn't just a, a season thing, buddy. It was an everyday thing to fashion and form this thing and set it up and bow down and call out to it. And so Jeremiah is likened to them and getting them to understand about this tree and, and they're decking it out and all that. They are upright as a palm trees, but, but watch this. They speak not. They, they must needs be born. I mean, they can't move on their own. You've got to move them. Except, amen, you know, if God sends a little wind, he can blow them over. That's when you got to nail them up. <laughs> now, with the revelation, we, got, we look back at all this and kind of smile and, you know, and, 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 you know. but you got to understand back in those days, especially with the absence of of, of spiritual leaders and individuals to enlighten them the word of God and to introduce them to God and the truth of God and the power of God and the love of God. <laughs> Folks, you talk about being miserable. We would be some of the most miserable people on this earth. I mean, Paul makes that plain to us. Man, the cope we got is in the cope of the life to come. That's how we deal with some of the struggles and heartaches and disappointments because we know a God that holds all our eternity. We know regardless of where our children or grandchildren or whoever it might be in their conditions, we know there's one that can reach them. We know there's one that can turn them around. We know that through his mercy and grace and compassion that can deliver them from demonical forces and powers of evil and the wickedness and the evil of the world that we're in today. That's the reason it's so important for the church to be the light of the world. That's the reason it's so important for the church to be the salt of the earth. That's the reason we ought to have the power and the ability when we walk in circumstances, situations, as we're led by the Spirit now. Catch that. As you're led by the Spirit, you just can't walk into things, amen, because all of a sudden it was your little darling, and you're just going to all of a sudden make it walk into it and just make it, no, no, no. We hadn't paid the price, and we hadn't been faithful, and we're not being led by the Holy Ghost. Here's the key. we got to be led by the Holy Ghost, because God's, and watch this later, the lesson's going to go on a little later and talk about because God's ways are not our ways. We're always looking for the quickest, easiest way out. All right, let's go back to the GPS. Most of the times you got to walk about three options, right? The scenic route, the, the longest distance, and then the fastest. Now, now, uh, uh, or maybe may the longest and then the fastest, because sometimes it may be longer miles, but because of the setting of the road, such as interstates, it, it don't take as long to get there. And so it just depends on what kind of mood you're in. Well, we can't do God that way. Well, God, I don't feel like harassing with that. I don't want to go that way. God, it's a whole lot easier. And our lesson talks about that now. God on purpose. And, and I know if you read your lesson, the writer talks about it. He said a good shepherd. A good shepherd's going to do what? He's going to have his sheep in mind. And that's right. Jacob talks about that when he come back with Esau. When Esau tried to get him to hurry up and follow along behind him, hurry up, let's get back. And Jacob told him, said, no. He said, I can't rush them. I can't drive them. In fact, I believe this is the only time in the Bible you ever read where sheep are, are being driven. He said, if I drive them, because see, honestly, he couldn't really lead them to the pace, oh my, watch this, to the timing, the season. God's timing and season is far different than ours. They some mornings, amen, I believe Jesus got up, got them disciples, come on, we got to go, we got a whale to get to, we got to get there, come on. The sun mornings, he said, 
He might have slept in an extra 15 minutes. All the disciples up and said, man, man, he run us to death yesterday. What is Jesus doing? He's listening to a voice. And so there's, there's the main key of all this. Is to make sure that we're hearing the voice of God in the situation, in the circumstance. Man, that because that it's, it's not by our power anyway. It's not by our ability. Paul made that plain. In fact, he boasted and bragged about in his infirmities and weakness. She said, if I'm going to glory, this is what I'm going to glory in. Is in my weaknesses. In my infirmity. Why? Because this is when God demonstrates his best. His power. That the glory may be in God and not in man. I believe man needs to be careful. As preachers even. I believe we can get so caught up in getting our suits. Getting all our words. Getting everything just. If we're not careful, we walk in here one morning. We'll just be, you know. No room for God to move and all mess our hair up. (laughs) Praise God. I'm not scuffing up my $600 shoes. Mine scuffed up and they definitely not $600. <laughs> but you see, what that's what it leads us. And I, I'm, not, I'm not against. And I appreciate, I appreciate men that can got their, all the grammar right and they can speak the words right and anybody else that's involved in that as long as it stays in the right balance. Because we need men like that. We can send them to the White House and places like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't want to go to the White House. I'm, I'm kind of like the fisherman, all right? All right. I mean, I'm just, I'm content right here. I'm right here. Amen. I'm content. I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to pastor 5,000. I want to pastor all God. I want us to pastor and I want to do the best we can. And I want you to be the, you know, when we get to heaven, I want you to be some of the fattest, more well, uh, uh, blessed saints and sheep that there is. Okay. That ain't what I'm talking about. But I found out that some old country boys could do a lot better feeding than some. And I'm not preaching to get to the city. I'm just telling you. That the mentality, if you watch, boy, I'm being, I shouldn't be this way. But, but a lot of times, amen, uh, 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 if we're not careful before we ever choose to go build a church, we go and check it out. We go and see how many banks is in the city. <laughs> we go and see how many eating places is in the city. We go see how many candidates is in the city. But really when God speaks, it don't matter if it's one or if it's a thousand or ten thousand. Neither should I. Now watch this. I'm going to preach to me a little bit. It doesn't matter if God's voice speaks to me and said, you go to New Orleans. And that's where I want you to go. Well, you know what I better do? I better obey the voice. I sure ain't going to want to. And it's going to be almost stepped in my forehead. But if it's the voice of God, God would anoint and equip the, the vessel, amen, to do the job. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. It's about God, the voice of God, not the voice of Amen. Jesus never had a problem putting the devil in his place. He had more problem with men than he did the devil. Because we can, we can t- turn a dull ear unto him. We can reach a place, if we're not careful even, 
that we lose the excitement of what's at the house of God. We can reach a place that uh, uh, if we're not careful, we'll reach a place that doesn't matter if I make it to prayer service, pre, pre-service or not. I'm just going to find my same little chair and uh, if we're not careful, now listen to what I'm telling us. Our actions outweigh what we say. God knows by our actions if we're in this or not. We want to hear the voice. and We want to be led by the Spirit of God because Romans makes it clear to us that's the only way we can be the sons of God. The only way I'm going to have an effect upon those I work with. And, and sometimes that bothers me. I don't want to miss the opportunity. It may be a, a, a 30 second encounter across that counter that I can do a little planning or a little watering. And with somebody else working that God can give the increase. Because it's not about me and it's not about the other guy. It's about God giving an increase. That's what it's about. And sometimes hearing the voice of God is me simply not saying nothing. Not responding. Not getting whatever. Sometimes it takes greater wisdom to keep your mouth shut than it is to open it. Proverbs backs that up. So that's being led of this. That's able to read. That's, you know, you got to read the signs on the road sometime. Uh, now, if you drive, I, probably none of us paid attention to the signs on the road today, probably. I'm talking about the road signs. You know why? Because we've drove that same road and made that same route enough that in our own mind, it, we can actually picture the route. We don't need the signs. But watch this. None of us is faced this afternoon or tomorrow. And we don't know what the road holds for us. because we. But God has. Jesus has. Go back. Let's go back to a couple of Sundays ago when Brother Fournier talked about how that Jesus, amen, and God was in the past, the present, and the future all at the same time. And so since he knows where he desires us to be and how to use us. Now, now the writer talked about, let me go back to that shepherd part. And the writer talks about a wise shepherd, a good shepherd, in, in the natural, okay? Let me, I'm going to put that in there. In the natural, knows how to lead his flock up one of the, the safest ways with the least resistance. If you read your lesson, that's what he talked about. Am I right? And that's true in the natural, maybe, but not with God. You don't have to hate me. You can just look at me. That's okay. I don't care. <laughs> God's ways, I'm telling you. That's one, that's, one, that's one doctrine that has been belched out by the religious world. 
A lot of your television evangelists use that. If you send me $20, God's going to bless you, man. You'll be a millionaire by six months. And they're taking widow's checks and social security checks. And they're riding in planes and jets. And they got their millions while others are starving to death on those lies. Hey, man, because I see quite different the other direction a lot of times. Hey, man, when they was driven out of the synagogues, whenever they didn't have nobody help them, and they needed Gentile churches, amen, to send offerings so they could live from one day to the next because their widow couldn't even find nothing to eat and the Jew people was in trouble I see right the opposite and so what I'm trying to get us to understand sometimes that voice amen because watch this and, and please don't don't take this wrong I'm just telling you this this is our nature I mean if it's, if it's God's will there won't be no heartaches no troubles man it'll just fly through we feel like if there's no struggle to it, if everything just goes to, you know, that, that was God's will. But you know what? It'd be hard to tell the Apostle Paul and Peter and them that. Because they was catching it wherever they went, buddy. They was constantly somebody after them. I mean, I mean, Paul hadn't even been converted a good 24, 48 hours. He had some, he couldn't even get out of the same city that he got the Holy Ghost in. They had to slip him out at night in a basket. He couldn't go out the gate. They sent him out of that city like some thief. I wonder what Paul, where's the voice of God at, God? Uh, he could, like Brother McCain used to say, bind them and bind, bind them and bind, bind them, bind them, bind them, bind them. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, one day that may not work out. <laughs> okay? Especially if you go and just hog on. <laughs> or maybe you're going to cause a special deal and everybody's beating you to it and you're going to get there. <laughs> Somebody's going to get the banana pudding before you get there. So you can, it's all, you know, there's got to be, you know, it's got to be. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> No, because the voice would probably told us you should have got up earlier. <laughs> the voice would have said, no, you should have left. I tell them when they fly by me and I'm already pushing the speed limit. <laughs> and when they fly by me, I tell them you should have left yesterday. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just going on. But it, it works the same way. Spiritually, it works the same way. Um, for us to, to, to understand how important this is. So as you watch this 10th chapter... And as it unfolds and, and we begin to see some things that begin to happen, he st even the sixth verse, he says, For as much then is none like unto thee, O Lord, thou art great, and thy name is great in might. Who, who would not fear thee? Who would not fear thee? When you understand that he's the creator, when you understand that all that they was given such recognition to and bowing down to and given themselves to was created by our God. His intent wasn't for us to worship them. <laughs> but we worship the one that created and put all that in work. 
And so he goes on through all of this and talks about that. And then, and he says, he had made the earth by his powers and he had established the worlds by his wisdom and had stretched out the heavens by his discretion. When he uttered his voice, there was a multitude of waters in the heavens and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth and he make a lightning with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. Every man is brutish in his knowledge. Amen. When you really look at that term, amen, when it talks about brutish, it actually means become dull-hearted or callous-hearted. Amen. That you, you reach a point in yourself and your own thinking and your own resources and your powers. And, and I'm telling you, that's the reason sometimes we start looking for means and ways to, to maybe excite the people and motivate the people. Hallelujah. And things of that nature. And that should never be, we should never use carnal means. Amen. And, and worldly means. Amen. In a local assembly. Hallelujah. To move us and to, to impress us. No, we got the genuine stuff, buddy. I don't need artificial lights and I don't need an artificial move of God. And I don't need, I don't have to pretend. No, there's a real God. And I'm telling you, he can heal. And I'm telling you, he's got a voice and he's got a hand that'll reach down. Amen. He told me his arm's not too short and his ear's not dull of hearing. He's got ears to hear me. He's got a mouth to speak to me. He's got a presence he can move upon me. And I don't have to move him. Amen. Do you understand? I don't have to pick him up and told him into my problems. I don't have to pick him up and told him, no, I can find myself in a dungeon and my God can show up and my God can deliver and my God can make a way where there seems to be no way. I don't have to make a way for my God. My God's there. I'm telling you, his voice is there. And when you can't hear the voice, you know what Paul said? When you're done, all you can do to stand, just stand because the voice will show up. God will show up. We just can't be like Saul now. We can't, can't take matters in our own hands. We can't take hold of positions. Well, if my preacher, my pastor don't hurry up, I'm just going <laughs> to. I just knew it myself. If you're not anointed and called of God and you're not that part of the member of the body, God's not going to honor it. In fact, it's going to bring a curse and not a blessing. And when you get a curse from God, honey, I'm telling you that curse, nobody can stop it. There's the problem. It's making sure we, this voice, to be the sons of God, to know how to walk and how to respond and how to find our place in the body and in the kingdom. I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm saying this with kindness, but I'm just, I'm just telling you where we're at. When is the last time you heard any preacher make a beck and call or a, a prayer or a local assembly that in that local assembly that God would raise up young men and young ladies, become pillars of the church, become helps in the church? Can y'all tell me? I've never heard any. Every one of them was always pulling for the for them to be preachers, missionaries, and things of that position. But you want to take, can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? You'll never have none of them without a church. Got to have a church that's got some pillars in it. 
You got to have a church that's got some families and young men and young ladies and elders, amen, that knows where they're at and knows who they are and, and they're, they're right where they be. That's what breeds and brings forth, amen, men and women, amen, that becomes missionaries and preachers. Come on, y'all, y'all looking at me like oh, I'm telling you the truth this morning, amen, because without a church, there's no mission work. Hallelujah. Without a church, without a mother, hallelujah, I tell you how big your daddy is and how proud if you don't have a wife and you don't have a mother, baby, you're not going to have no babies. That's one thing that blows my mind about this homosexual mess. It just blows my mind. They want a family. Well, why don't you get your help? Maybe we can have one. Why would you want to raise them up in that perverted? You can't have them. That alone ought to tell you and our government. Hallelujah. They're so pushing for. But there's a spirit behind that mess, ladies and gentlemen. And you and I have got to let the Holy Ghost and the voice of God rise up in us. We're not just going to stand by. No, no, no. Now, how's that come about? Let me ask you something. Samuel heard the voice of God, right? Whose voice did he liken it to? Who did Samuel go running to? I'm going to help some of us this morning if you listen to me. You may not like the voice of this guy sometimes. Especially when I stand against some decisions you want to make and some actions you're taking. And you can just shove it off as ever how you want to shove it. But the bottom line, that book backs up. If I'm in the book and if I'm anointed and I'm hearing the voice of God, it was as though it was the voice of God. And so the battle's not between me and you. The battle's not between me and you. If I'd done my part and preached the truth, I gave you the resources to be saved. I gave you the resources to keep your righteous righteousness. But it's up to you, amen, after you've been delivered and you heard the voice out of this poor pit that's trying to pull us out of the pits. Amen. It's only by the voice that you're going to come out of them dark places. It's only by the voice and the preaching of the word. We're begotten by the preaching of the word of God. Songs is not going to do it. Feeling good's not going to do it. Butting up with whoever you want to buddy up with. I tell you, only by the preaching of the word of God, which is the voice of God that pulls us out of these pits that pulls us out of that miry clay you ever been stuck in miry clay it's not an easy thing to get out of I'm telling you and not just anybody or anything going to come in and pull you out either man it's so slick you can't hardly stay in the road you'll be doing all kind of fishtails you'll be in one ditch and out of, and all the way over into another one We're preaching about a rock. We're preaching about one that can establish our goings. And he does it by voice. If he can cause all of the creation by his voice, what can he do for you and I? But you and I have got to have a heart. We've got to have a desire. We've got to have a passion. Because whenever you get to that verse, and I know I'm, I'm trying to get there. Don't worry. It's not going to be as long as you think. I won't do that. But, but as, you, as you get to this, this 23rd verse, let me just drop down to it. He talks about the woes. Amen. He talks about his own heart. When you go to the 19th chapter, Jeremiah's talking about his own hurt. The hurt, amen, the wounds that's grievous and, and truly this grief that, that I must bear. 
I must take this to the Israelite people. I must be the one that bears this. And here, come on, folks. He was the one that was, that was cast down into the mire. He was the one, amen, that was locked up. He was the one that Christ wanted to throw in prison. Sometimes that call of God is not what everybody thinks it is. Sometimes all they see is the glamour part. They never see the other the, the battles and warfares that goes on before it all comes. He says, just, just let me, I guess, drop down. Uh, well, no, I'm not. Let's, let's watch this. My tabernacle is spoiled. All my cords are broken. My children are gone forth from me. They are not. There is none to stretch forth my tent anymore and to set up my curtains. You can liken that even unto a church. There's nobody there to tend to it. Nobody there to keep it. Nobody there to make sure certain things is keep so we can keep the lights going and we can have a decent place to come and worship. And, but not only that, but in the spiritual realm. Amen. This is the reason it's so important for the gifts of the Spirit and we're focusing on them the last few weeks especially. Amen. The operating of the gifts of the Spirit in the body of believers because this is how God has chosen. Amen. To speak to His people. Amen. To bless them. To instruct them. And I'm telling you, it's the will of God for this first Jesus name church of Bendale. Amen. To be saturated with the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. We shouldn't come behind and not, we shouldn't be ignorant of them, neither should we come behind any of them. That's what Paul told the, the Corinthian church, and that's what this, I'm telling us this morning. It's God's will for us to be using the gifts. It's God's will for us to walk in the voice of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It is not God's will for us to just have a good service here and a good service there. No, it's God's will, amen, for His glory to show up in every service. It's God's will, amen, to have His table spread and prepared in every service. It's God's will to bless us and speak to but you know what? It's also God's will for us to bring the wood, for us, amen, to make bring the sacrifice, for us, amen, to get up not late, but early, 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 because it's about God, the Almighty God. It's about the keeper of my life. It's about the voice of my life. If I'm going to be successful, it's because I got to hear to hear the voice of God. It's not because I'm so smart and I'm so educated and I'm this, I'm that, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. There's no good thing in my life, but I got a God and a voice of God that's directing my footsteps. Because if he can't do that for us, neither can he guide us to salvation. Are you hearing me this morning? It gets right that. It gets right to that now. If I can't listen and hear his voice in these, I'm gonna put it this way, earthly things, how am I gonna hear his voice for those heavenly things and spiritual things? See, that all works hand in hand. Works together. That we can be the vessels of God. Now watch the next verse. As he talked about the tabernacle. Watch the next one. Behold, the noise of the brute is come. A great commotion out of the north country. I'm sorry. Back up. 21st verse. I'm sorry. For the pastors are become brutish. They're... they're they become, as the, the writer here puts it, dull-hearted. Man, you know, the writer talks about that in the New Testament. Their ears became dull of hearing. He said, I'm not even going to go any further. I'm not even going to write about this any further. I'm not going to address this. Because your ears have become dull of hearing. You, the, the, the lack of the response to what already been taught. What already been given. There was no need to give anything else. You know, it's kind of like somebody comes to your supper table and you, you've offered them everything you got and they've rejected all of it. I'll tell you what mama would tell us. You go to bed hungry. 
And you're not slipping back in here at midnight and getting Debbie cakes out of the counter either. <laughs> and you didn't. It cost you. <laughs> it seemed like she could always hear. <laughs> so like she'd always know. I think she counted the Debbie cakes before she went to bed. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but she meant what she, she said. And so, you know, God does too. God means what he's saying. But remember, God's, it's always about love. It's always about saving and delivering and, and, and helping us to overcome and to be victorious. And, and so, as we watch this all unfold, and he, he goes through this, and I'm going to read some of this, and then I'm, I'm going to have to hurry up. I, I know my times. I won't even bother with it. Go to the 11th chapter later on this evening. 1 through 7, through about 9 verses. Read what unfolds there, and what, what Jeremiah addresses, and what takes place there. Amen. Because you know why? Because there had been conspiracy that had been set up. was bringing all this about. Because... Israel had put leaders, spiritual leaders, in positions they didn't have no business. And now they're finding themselves desolate. They find themselves where, where uh, the jackals and all that's going to come and fill up these places. That's like this place becoming just vulnerable. And we leave it wide open for these puppies right across the road over here. That run off three times yesterday. Because I'm tired of picking up that straw that keeps spraying that way. <laughs> Don't need to help me pray. God, somebody take the, have the heart and get them. I didn't say shoot them. I said get them. Take them home with them. <laughs> I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you. It's hard to study and all. And you got two or three puppies whining and cutting up carrying on that door right there. And you walk out there and they got the straw spread out all the place. Now I'm not saying nothing to them. I'm not even going to offend nobody. I know. Okay. I'm just telling you. Dogs can cause some problems. My dog starts causing problems. One, th- one two things I'm going to do. I'm going to lock him up, chain him up, or kill him. I might give him away. I'll never forget, man. I had a dog. Hey, man. <laughs> he bit one of our, our neighbors. <laughs> and I won't, I'll leave that alone, too. <laughs> I get in trouble there. But anyway, hey, man. Hey, and, and it made me so nervous. Every time I turn around, I afraid Nancy's going to bite somebody. So, and she never did. She was a six, seven, eight-year-old dog. I mean, she was, she was a showing up deer dog. Big old red and white. Man, that thing was pretty. One of the best-looking dogs ever owned my life. And, uh, but anyway, after that took place, I said, hey, I'm not going to do this no longer. I'm going to get rid of it. Hey, come to find out, Mr. McLeod over at co-ops, he said, I said, no, I'm telling you. I said, I'm telling you up front. I said, she'll buy. He said, I want her. He said, that's the Jerry dog I want right there. He said, no, I won't be getting her. He said, I want her. I said, all right. So anyway, a few months later, I went back over there and, and was getting something. I said, well, that dog, he said, man. He said, that dog's smarter than hundreds of the folks I hunt with. I said, what do you mean? He said, them folks went around and I found a track. He said, they got my dog out there and tied, but she wouldn't even take it. She just looked at them like they's crazy. They told me on that rail. I said, this dog won't take no track. He said, I get around there. He said, it's like cobwebs is over the track. He said, what's wrong with y'all? He said, that track, that dog got more sense than y'all got. He said, the other guy right down the road said, I got one down. He said, we took it down. I said, man, she took that thing running up and they killed it. He said, the dog got more sense than they have. But you know what happened? That same day, about that same day or whatever after, he said, man, they went to load up in a dog box and they just going to clam her up in there, shove her up in there. Man, when he done that, that dog, ah! yeah, he said, I told you not to crowd her. I told you not to shove her. It's your fault. I told you. You didn't listen to the voice. You didn't listen to the voice. Hey Amen. A lot of times we'll listen to the voice. We won't get bit. A lot of times we'll listen to the voice. The serpent won't never get to strike us because a voice won't even let us get close to it. Hey Amen. We won't even get near it. Hey Amen. It's a dangerous thing. Hey Amen. If you think I'm big enough and I'm high-minded, I'm going to tell you something. The devil, amen, can deceive. Hey Amen. And he can, he, can, he, can, he can camouflage himself and he can hide behind it. And before you know it, son, spat. Amen. 
but the voice speaking to us. Help us. That's what this is all about. I'm glad to hear the voice. How about you? I'm glad for the church. I'm glad to be a part of it. Man, this, this lifestyle sounds great to me. It's awesome. Man, you're talking about a messed up life and a messed up mind. If it wasn't for God, for the Holy Ghost, you're looking at one. You're looking, amen, to a, you're looking at a shipwreck. You're looking at one, it wouldn't make it no time without his mercy and grace and his voice and compassion and long suffering, constantly working and moving in my life. <laughs> amen. Praise God. So God's been good to it. So as it goes on through there, he talks about it, the 23rd verse. Let's go to that. Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his step. Your Testament warned us said not to think ourselves more highly than we should. There's a reason for that. You know, some things can come by the blood. That's one of them stumps. I don't know if I need to go around it. I'll back up and hit it again. <laughs> but you know, some people can get so high-minded. And some people can think, you know, they know it all. And no matter what's going on, they got to put their two bits in. No matter what you do, what you're going about to do, and how you plan to do it, when they show up, they want to. That's the way a lot of people want to do God and God's word. God, we got a better plan than what you got. No, we don't. I promise you, we ain't got a better plan. <laughs> now, watch this. As you, as you go through this, uh, Exodus 13. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led, God led. Them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. Man was looking at that. GPS would have been constantly telling Moses and the Israelite people, Deter, Deter, take a left up here, take a left, up, take a right, up, up, and they just keep going. You ever done that? Sure, we've done that. Hey, man, I knew better what it needed at the moment. They wanted to send me 10 miles to turn around and make a detour when I could make one right here in 100 yards. <laughs> hey, man, so we're going to make it. But, but here's the key. It wasn't no, because you know what? God was leading them into a place. You know why he was leading to a place? Listen to what he said. For God said, lest peradventure or by chance, the people repent or turn, make about face turn. That's what repent is a military term. When they see war and they returned to Egypt but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea he positioned them he placed them sometimes your spiritual leader leads you places hey man and you're looking around saying hey I know a near place I know an easier way to get there I, this is, I, don't, know, I don't know what our preacher's thinking he's done got senile he's done boy y'all looking at me like <laughs> Ooh, praise God it's in the book they get easily told, he said, Moses, Moses, man, man, you leading us right into the Red Sea. How are we going to get across the Red Sea? What's going on here? But we know when you go to Corinthians writings and Paul's writings in the 10th verse, or 10th chapter, we know what was happening, don't we? Amen. Because everything's a time to shadow. An example is just a type unto us, what? Repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. And everybody had to be led by Moses. And everybody had to come through the Red Sea if he's going to get out of Egypt. And Egypt is a, is a pattern of the world. And the only way to get out of the world is doing, you had to follow Moses. If he's going to get out of there and not, not overcome and defeat it, amen, by, by Pharaoh and his captains because they was coming and they was breathing down upon him. In fact, God, amen, sent his angel to the backside and he called 
cause darkness to the enemy and light unto his people. And he sent a little east wind, amen, that blowed in that Red Sea, amen, when the time come because he couldn't turn to the left or to the right. And so God told Moses, said, just stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord, which simply means watch the deliverance of God. Sometime if we'll just listen to the voice of God and to the word of God and the man of God and just do it anyway when it don't make any sense whatsoever to us. Look like it's the most difficult, most, most unreasonable place to go. But you know what? This is the reason that we need God's voice because it's about God anyway. It's not about us. It's about glorifying God. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors of the Holy Ghost. It's not my name and your name that's hanging on the hinges. It's the name of Jesus Christ. It's the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's the church of the living God. It's not about us. We're not building our own kingdom. It's not our government. It's not our nation. It's God's. And we're representing God's. It's the only way we can accomplish or achieve these things is listening to the voice. Being led by the Spirit. His Spirit. This connects to last week's lesson of the importance of being baptized. And a man must be born again of the water and the Spirit. For him to be led, he's got to have the Holy Ghost. He's got to have that voice of God. He's got to experience that. Amen. Church, we're so blessed to be a part of this. Exodus 13 and 21. Let's drop down a couple of verses. And the Lord went before them by day. Now, watch how it was put. Go back to those verses. Amen. That God led them, not through the way of the land of the Philistines. 21st verse. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of the cloud to lead them the way by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night before the people. Now, this stayed with them until when? The promised land. There was no more need of it. Now, watch this. The writer even, he, he brings it up. He says, how is it, you know, that some feels that it would have been greater to have that cloud or that pillar than possibly even the Holy Ghost? Watch this. God couldn't save the world by using that cloud and pillar. That means today. The reason Jesus said that we're going to do greater things is because he gave us the answer. Because I'm going to the Father. And now, each one of us as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, we can lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. Instead of Jesus having to physically go down and touch. Now, now watch what I'm saying. So, the, the cloud and the pillar, everybody in the world would have to see it. For it to lead them and guide them. But now with the Holy Ghost in us. Spiritually. The whole world. The whole world. Can be led and guided by this. So there it is. You go right back. I mentioned it Wednesday night or two ago. About the cities. Amen. That God, God instructed Moses. Putting three on one side and three on the other. The refuge. But he also written down a little further and said and if you extend far enough if you gain enough ground and land build three more nine cities but you don't ever read of them but it's God's intent for us to multiply and grow it's God's intent for us to be led by his voice to win souls to be a help to our brothers and sisters and to one another it's God's intent from the very beginning to be led by him. 
orchestrated, brought about to accomplish and to achieve those things. I don't know my time's running out. Psalms 23 is a good, good chapter. It talks about the shepherd, how he'll lead and guide us, amen, through all the shadows and, and for his name's sake, even the pathways of righteousness. And you know what? If we listen to that voice, he winds it up with a sixth verse about that. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. They sung that song this morning. Amen. Surely the goodness of God is running after me. Amen. You know how you bring the goodness of God in your life? By hearing his voice. By loving his commandments and statutes and principles. By hiding his word in your heart, mind, and spirit. And keeping it whatever cost. Amen. Don't let him be lured or drawn aside. Amen. By the lures of the world and the pools of the world. Amen. By anxiety and things of that nature. No, God's my keeper. God's my peacemaker. God's my helper. God's my voice in my life. Amen. I'm going to let him be that voice. Because you know what? If I'll obey him and let him be my shepherd. Amen. He may lead me up some mountains it may be pretty rough sometimes he may lead me through some long desert sometime but on the other side I know amen that's where the riches is at let me ask you something dear hunters where were you going to find that old seasoned buck that old mossy back buck they talk about he's not going to be out on in the ditch on 57 amen he's not going to be out where everybody's hunting and everybody's showing up and everybody's visiting every day and throwing out dogs and steel hunting and climbing every tree no he's going to find him a little honey hole they say he's going to find him somewhere off the, that's where them hunters amen is willing to put on that backpack and walk two or three miles in the woods because they after a trophy and they know that's exactly where he's at. That's the same way with a fishing deal and a lot of other things. Amen. Some of you ladies, when you go on a special deal at Walmart or some of these other places, it's not just going to always be out there in the wide open. No, it's somebody's willing to search for it and look through it and dig through all of the stuff. Amen. Here it is. You got to have a desire to do that. I'm praying right now. You got to have a passion. Stand with that long dick through all. Oh my goodness. No way. Hallelujah. My, my wife will leave me up going shopping with her about 20 years ago and I ain't had a backache since. <laughs> Woo! You talk about a backache, you go shopping, man. You get in that mall. And I'm telling you, that was a man that thought about putting them beaches out there. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You go in that store and I sit out right here. <laughs> you come out, you hollering. <laughs> I walk you to the next one. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, but if you'll listen to the voice, God will be with us. He's got seasons, He's got times. Okay? God's got it. If we'll just listen to Him, if we'll have an ear to hear Him, allow Him to lead us and guide us and help us along this way. God, God, God would do it. Love you this morning. Hopefully I've said something. I know it's a quarter till. My time's really up. And, uh, but, but, and there's some more to this. There's so much more to this. Amen. When you go to Acts, the third chapter, we know, we know again, we know that Peter and John, we don't know how often, amen, at the, it was at 3 o'clock in the evening, and, and we don't know how much was all going on around the gate, and I, we don't even know how many times maybe Jesus with his own group had walked by this man. We know that he had been put there since his mother's womb, amen, in the 40 years of age, and, and so we know he'd been there at least that long, and, and so how often had they walked by this and this same, but all of a sudden by the quickening of the Spirit, by the quickening of the Holy Ghost, amen, he looks upon him and you know what and, and the Bible makes it plain He's, he, he looked back upon it expecting and then we could have said maybe he was expecting for them to really fill up the, the cup or, 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 but you know I just can't help believe that there was a, just a different little aura there a, just a little different uh, atmosphere and the setting of that atmosphere a man that Peter knew that John knew and even that lame man knew he said oh this is a little different I, I feel something here I, I haven't felt this before I feel something nudging I feel something and sure enough, 
Even Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Watch this. What do you have? He had the voice of God. He had the direction of God. This was his time. This was his day. This was his hour. This was the service. This is the moment. I'm fixing to deliver him. And I'm telling you, he brought him and got him on Solomon's porch. And from that, Peter preaches again the second message. He preached and tells them about the prince of life and how they ignorantly hung him and what unfolded and what took place. That's what it's all about every day as we walked with a voice to be a witness and a testimony of God. See, that's the reason we can't be so carnal-minded and worldly-minded. It's the reason Paul warned us about what we got our eyes on and our affections and passions are about. Because when you get caught up in material things, you miss, you miss, you miss the spiritual opportunities. Because we're in such a hurry. Got to hurry up and get this done. I got to hurry up. And get, I got to list this long. And that's the reason we got to have his voice to help us. So we stand here this morning. A God that loves us. A God that wants to dwell with us. A God that wants to be a voice in our lives. You know what? It doesn't matter where we're at in life. How, how, wherever you want to put yourself on the spectrum. God, God still wants to be our voice. It doesn't matter how young or how old we are. God still wants to guide and direct us. He wants to make the most of our days. I got where I pray here lately. I said, Lord, you know the very minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks, the months, and the years that I got left. God, help me. Help me, God, to use them for you. Because that's all that's going to matter when it's said and done. If we could help somebody, if we could encourage somebody, if we could just somehow win souls, somehow, God, by your mercy, by your grace, in this so busy world that we're in. Oh, there's a lot of times I'd love to pull it back about 50 years and slow the pace down. But that's not going to happen. So you know what you and I got to do? We got to be smart enough sensitive enough and spiritual minded enough saying I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost wants me to do and I'm going to let some of this other stuff go because nothing's more important than hearing the voice and obeying the voice my children's depending on it my grandbabies are depending on it families of this church is depending on it this community's depending on it Because there's way too many voices now that's tagging God's voice to it. But God's got a voice. And God's got the power and the ability to lead us. I'm telling you folks, don't you ever do anything because I say it.
You do it because God convicts your heart and God leads you. And if you're struggling with the world, <clears throat> just pray about it. Pray about it with honesty and with sincerity. God has no problem. God has no problem revealing to us. Because God is not the author of confusion. He promised us a sound mind. It's not the will of God for us to walk in fear. I have a feeling some are competing with some things and, and really that competing is all in yourself. Got to be like this and got to be like that. Got to do. I don't want... I don't want no preacher of this, this assembly to be, try to be like me. I want you to be what God wants you to be. Because here's the deal. Because God, if you'll do what God wants you to do, they ain't no telling how many souls you might win. Where God may lead you. They go far beyond where I'm at. Or on the other hand, Maybe it was never God's intent for you to act or respond like I do sometimes. But God gets the glory either way. We're the clay. He's the potter. And each one, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, none of them was just alike. You could throw Peter in. You could throw Andrew in. Now you watch this. There's some of those disciples, not the first word is recorded in this book that they said. Not the first one. Did that make them any less the disciple that they was? They could have got offended and upset. And, well, man, I thought about that. I said that around Apostle Peter and he just picked it up. Because it's not about us and it's not our ministry. <laughs> we just listen to a, a voice. We're just being led by a spirit called the Holy Ghost. And if we'll walk with it, everything will be all right. See, that's what keeps the isms and the schisms out of the body. <laughs> okay, I've, I've, I may be bored some of you here, but that's the reason... A local assembly can't be pulling in two different directions and saying they're doing the will of God. There's no way. You know how we know that we're hearing the voice of God is when we all start pulling for the same thing. We're all headed in the same direction. Doing what we can. Maybe some can bring, bring two, two, two sticks of firewood today. Somebody else may bring a truckload. But guess what? Next week, that and a truckload, he, he might do good to get one. But somebody else brings it. That's how it works. So anybody with the Holy Ghost 
is a vessel to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. You know why some people's used sometimes often in that particular gift? Brother Lee Stone King wrote about it. He says because they become familiar in that operation. And so they're given to it and submits to it. But anybody with the Holy Ghost and a believer can be used simply by hearing the voice. And especially when we keep ourselves, keep that condemnation and guilt out of our lives so the Spirit can flow, so the anointing can flow. We all got to have the anointing. No matter what we're doing, that's the reason we listen to the voice of the God that loves us. Everybody in this room is persuaded that God loves us. Everybody in this room is persuaded that God's got an expected end for every soul in this house. And that's to make it. And that's to go to heaven. And I believe it's the desire everybody in this house that wants to help somebody make it. Wants to help somebody to win the race. Let's listen to his voice. Let's take the time to hear it. Take the time to listen to it. That's the example Mary left us. That's what got Martha in trouble. She was busy. And there's times for that. And there's calls for that. But there's also times when we've got to shut everything else down and sit at the feet of Jesus. Amen. And have an ear to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say. What seemeth good to the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Lord, we love and appreciate you this morning. So thankful for your word, for your presence, for your love. Thankful for every soul that's in this house, every life and every individual that's represented here. We ask you, God, help us. Help us to be the spiritual leaders. Help us to be the voice that you desire us to be, not just in this local assembly, but in our families and in our community, God. You help us, amen, to allow the anointing and the power of God with the power of your word that's written on the tables of our heart to teach and preach and live this life, this overcoming life, through the power of hearing the voice of God in our lives. We're going to give you the glory for it and the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you. Appreciate you this morning. God bless you. You can just kind of let me know what you feel. Amen. Individually, however, however, text me to me, whatever. Be fine about Christmas. Okay? God bless you. Love you.